Welcome to Dog Fin Radio. Now cue the music. that theme song never gets old anyway we're back oh and this is john and i'm joined with the wonderful and talented thirsty once again hey guys we took a little bit of a hiatus but we deserved it we went through a hurricane <laughs> uh not one two yes it's been crazy <laughs> um there's still other hurricanes out there um we pray and hope for florida you know maybe we'll donate to them after all this is done with, I mean, our hearts are out to them. It's supposed to be a lot worse than Harvey, so sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. And right now I'm watching the – was watching a webcam from Miami where it's showing the storm coming in. The next thing you know, the camera gets ripped off the building. Yes. So now I'm watching the one in Fort Myers. There was a guy who was live in his car videotaping during Harvey. And this guy is also in Florida. And he's going to be videotaping live from wherever in Florida, whenever the hurricane hits. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. My friends are like, the ball's on this guy. <laughs> but yeah, I guess he does it for a living. Um, I don't really know his name, but he, uh, at some point, we all thought he died because the camera went blank and then he popped back up. But yes, he's one of those people that are storm chasers. Oh, yeah. balls of brass. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, but we're so glad to be back, honestly. I mean, it's been crazy with Harvey, personal stuff, life, work. It's like, why? Why can't I just oh, stay yeah. home and do nothing? Why, world? <laughs> uh, but this theme is a fun theme. Uh, John chose it. And it <laughs> is collections. All kinds of collections. And so the good kind, I guess so. I mean, there might be some bad kinds. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Lord knows I found some while researching this. Exactly. Uh, but let, let's go ahead. Let's get started. Oh, so yeah, we'll start with around the net. Oh, so many different weird things I have found doing this thing. One of them was the world's biggest video game collection. Where this guy got it for a, got an award from Guinness World Records for having the largest one sold it. What? For $750,000. $550,000? dollars $750,000. So what was all in there? Pretty much he had every single game console and all the games for all of those systems. Starting from like Magnavox? Yes. Awesome. Like even the picture I'm looking at right now, he has a whole bunch of them already. It's still in the box. You got the PlayStation Super Famicom. You got the Commodore 64. Wow. Like, holy crap. That's amazing. And he's been collecting these things for I don't know how many years because unfortunately the article doesn't tell me. Yay! <laughs> they so never give you those things. details you need. <laughs> no, 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 they don't. But just so many interesting things on this. Also, one thing I found out when it came to like the fa like fandom collections. Yeah. So many people make custom jewelry for all the different fandoms. Yeah, of course. Ironically, a lot of Star Wars. I see a lot of Star Wars. I see lots of Pokemon. Uh, pretty much anything cute that you can monetize off of, they got them. Oh, yeah. A lot of these things here are like little charms. That's mainly, that's the main thing I've been finding. It's like charms and like tennis bracelets, which is the weirdest thing. I see them all the time when I go to conventions. Well, yeah, conventions, you go find some of those interesting things, but like different ones, but like just online with faujewelry.com, there's a whole bunch of things like silver Arwen plugs, and then you got the gauges that are all from the death, the deathly hollows. Interesting. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. There's so many weird things. But to tap into the darker side of collections. Ooh. Bronies, you, you you are weird when it comes to oh this. Oh, God, bronies? Bronies. One of the things I found was 
fleshlights. Oh, wow. With My Little Pony attachments. What? How is that even an attachment? What does it look like? It looks like a normal My Little Pony doll with this big hole in its ass. And you shove the fleshlight into it. So, yeah. Y'all need to get out of the basement. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is crazy. I know. So many weird, weird things. And then also, with collections, there's also the uh, the big bubble that happened back in the 90s. Yes. The Thai Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies. Everyone owns some Beanie Babies. Everyone does. I have one. And the only reason I have that is when I, one of the jobs I was at, I was like, okay, I'm in the cubicle. I put Dilbert comics all over the place, but hey, there's this cute bear. I'll just shove it on top of the monitor. Something to, when I'm bored, I can just toss around the cubicle. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone had Beanie Babies. I think my grandma, she had a bunch of Beanie Babies. And a lot of people, they're like, well, we can't get rid of them. They're worth something. And it's like, no, there's only a couple that are worth something. And it's the special edition ones, like the um, Diana Bear, you know, the Princess Diana one, um, some other ones. But there's not a lot that are rare or cost a lot of money. But people keep all these crappy little, you know, Beanie Babies thinking they're worth something and they're not. Well, like with the Beanie Babies, I was watching Pawn Stars. Uh-huh. And ironically, the Princess Diana one came in on yes. that. And the guy was asking for $5,000. They had an appraiser come in and start going over it. And you know how much it was valued at? What? $1. What? Why? There were so many of those put out and so many different variations of them. Yeah. That there's, they're not worth anything. I can, I can believe that there's different vari- variations of Beanie Babies. But yes, no, the market has been flooded with them. They used to be really, really popular during the 90s. And that's when they were selling at their highest. But I don't know. I think people have realized Beanie Babies aren't as collectible as they used to be. But I know so many people back when I was a kid that collected Beanie Babies for sure. Oh, yeah. But with this one, there's actually a short documentary called Bankrupt by Beanies. I've I've heard of that, and I kind of want to see it. <laughs> so do I, because this thing was talking about how... Like a whole bunch of these rare models of the Beanie Babies were selling for five bucks, then sold for ten times as much. And this guy collected every, almost every single one he can get his hands on. Yes. So that he could hopefully sell them to pay off, pay as much as five college tuitions. Wow. Yeah. Instead, they're now sitting in the cardboard, like on a shelf and everything else. And he's just like, fuck. That's how, that's how, that's how collections go. Collections vary. You know, it just depends on the market. If you don't have a market, the stuff that you paid $500 for, it's worth nothing. And that's what really sucks about some collectibles. But, uh, what else did you find? Well, this last one was this gentleman in Philadelphia. He has a toy collection of vintage toys going all the way back to, from what I can tell was, Stuff coming back from like the eight, um, 1875. No, it's 1879. Wow. wow. And pretty much is worth a whopping $1.5 million. That's crazy. So what kind of uh, toys did he have? Like brands or no, like just, what? Just a whole bunch of just different things. Because um, with this one, he's got the boxes, got the old Rodan and King uh, going on like a lot of the old metal toys, Godzilla, tiny miniature figures. So he's pretty much got all across the whole spectrum. And with this one, he just kept collecting for the longest time. Because when he was so a kid, cool. he didn't have a lot of money, so he didn't have a lot of toys. But he was always doing like odd jobs and stuff like that and trade right. for different toys. And he took care of them all. And he's on his second house right now because he has every room, basement, with all of these toys in it, but set up as in museum-quality cabinets. Yes. I love seeing those houses. I love seeing those houses um, like, if you ever see, like, the – there's a show where these people – they're called the American Pickers. Yeah. And they go to these houses, and people will actually have, like, living rooms, spare bedrooms set up with display cabinets where they display all their favorite stuff. I saw an episode where this person had toys as a display, and these pickers were saying, wow, this is great. 
this is awesome. I can't believe you have this. It's a great condition. So I love seeing houses where they set up like mini museums. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, because with this one, uh, one picture I'm looking here, because he, all of his rooms are different genres or yes. themes. Yes. He has one room that's nothing but what he calls the doll room, which features over 800 collectible dolls from Barbie dolls to miniature figurines of Serena and v- Venus Williams. That is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's just holy crap and like this one like most people when they have like people have collection of stuff they're sitting in like cardboard boxes and stuff in the store yeah. sheds and everything else yeah, he's got everything out there and if he wants to you can open the cabinet and just play with them and then pull oh wow back. that's great i couldn't do that <laughs> it stays in the box it's mint <laughs> i have a few of those because i have my own little collection of random crap as well because stuff that i we never had when i was a kid that. We will definitely get into that. Uh, but that was from Around the Net, guys. So I hope you like that. Now we are going to lead into questions. Questions! Ta-da! Okay. How do you fight off bill collectors? Pay your damn bills, guys. <laughs> um, funny story. <laughs> I had a friend who she would be she would be called all hours harassed. And she was, she did not know what to do. So one of her friends said, hey, whenever they call you, pick up your phone and scream at the top of your lungs for as long as you can into the phone and then hang up. And she did. And they stopped calling her. That kind of reminds me of the story with mine as, for me as well, because, well, I was in. Fifty, sixty thousand dollars in credit card debt after I was eighteen because I was young and dumb. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, I'm debt free now, so that's good. But one of the things was same thing. Had some people calling me at all all hours of the day and night, and finally it's like, you know what? Let my creativity go through on this one. So they answer the call like, like hello, and they say blah 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 from this collection. Oh, cool! You looking for this Miss? Insert my name here. <laughs> like, yeah, this is Sergeant Thomas of the Houston Police Department. He was involved. There was a murder, and you're looking for him, and you know of him, so you are a suspect now. And just kept going on and on. And the guy's like, "No, you hang up. We're gonna, we're, you know, we can trace this call, and we will have the police department where you're at come there and pick you up, and then we will have you arrested for not cooperating." And so, yeah, had him on the line for thirty minutes. Oh my god, that's amazing! Oh this yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> and then with that, never got called again. <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. I would, I would definitely, if you are looking for an easy fix, I would do the yelling bit. I think that sounds logical, uh, but for fun, I would definitely do your bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, when didn't you pay your bills on time? How much of a grace period do you think is fair? Why do we know so many people that have bill issues? <laughs> Welcome to the United States of debt. <laughs> Obviously. Where our entire economy is based on how much you owe somebody. Uh, there was a short period where I quit my job. I just wanted this again. This was like right after high school. I was going through my little rebellion. I didn't want to have a job. I was like, I'm just going to go hang out with friends and have fun. So my bank went to like negative $600. Yeah, because they every time you overdrafted, they charged you $30. Oh, yeah. And so I kept running my card and it kept overdrafting. So somehow it got over to like negative $600. Eventually, I got a job. (laughs) It was like a couple months later. And then my first couple paychecks, I went to the bank and I'm like, here you go. And they all knew me because they used to be located in the store that I worked at. And then they eventually got their own branch. And they were like, dude, why didn't you just come up to us? We could have waived these fees for you or something. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. And I was like, you say this now. You say this now, guy. <laughs> but listen, learn. Don't overdraft, guys. Get overdraft protection. I don't have that on mine at all. You can have overdraft pr- protection if you have a savings account. A lot of the programs that I see, if you have a savings account, they'll waive that over um, overcharge fee. Oh, yeah. But it's still one of those things like charging money for money you don't have. And the bank I have overdrafted once, 
oh yeah. my god, that was the most fear I've ever had in my life. Because they don't hit you just for that one charge. Mm-hmm. They hit you for a solid week every day with that overdraft charge. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I got like $600. Like, <laughs> yeah. Off of one thing. You know, like $35, yeah. $35 for a solid week. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yep. And I'm throwing as much money as there I can. And, of course, the way they do is like, okay, all of the debts first. And then any cash you throw in, that's going to come second in line. No matter yeah. how you put it, unless you go to the teller directly. So, yeah, that was a fun day. F.U. Banks. F.U. I just want to be irresponsible. Which is why I love credit <laughs> unions. I, I, That's what I save with. That's what I save with. That's what my family saves with. We do credit unions. And they give you a high percentage rate, too, so it's better. Oh, yeah. So much better. Okay. So how much is a, uh, how much of a grace period do you think is fair? A month, I guess? I mean... I think it just depends, and it just depends on how good your credit is. So yeah, yeah, which I found out my credit score when I bought my car. I was actually amazed. Huh. <laughs> I don't even know what my credit. Co- I don't have a credit card. I don't think I have a credit score, but supposedly everyone has a credit score. So who knows? I should get a credit card. <laughs> I was in the mid seven hundreds, and I was like, "Holy oh, shit, crap! Man. How did That's this really happen?" Paying your stuff on time, guys. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, what do you collect? Oh, start. I, w- I, w- I want to hear this from you, John. Oh, dear God. Okay. Well, it's different things, really. Um, one, Star Trek stuff, because I'm a Trekkie for the longest time. I have okay. a whole bunch of the toys and stuff. And Transformers. So, do you collect only mint in box, or do you collect out of box? Because some collections you can like get a mixture of because a lot of people didn't keep it in the box or the box was really flimsy, so it doesn't really matter. So it's kind of a mix of the two. Yeah. Like if there's some like like Grand, there was a whole there was a bunch of them that came out from Art Asylum for the Star Trek uh, First Contact. Yeah. Like those were these things are gorgeous looking. Yeah. Very lifelike, very detailed. So I left those in the box. Uh-huh. But I have the USS Defiant. Mm-hmm. Guide in the box. First thing I did was take it out of the box and play with it for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine. This is mine, guys. <laughs> um, I also have Deep Space Nine hanging from my ceiling, along with a couple of Robotech figures hanging from the ceiling as well. So, yeah, my my room looks like some weird 14-year-old lives there. There's all the different toys and video game consoles and Transformers and books all around. That's really awesome. I'm I'm pretty jelly. <laughs> uh, I collect I collect stuff. Uh, people are usually surprised when I say uh, I collect Barbie dolls, uh, but only I am surprised. I only in mint condition. I I only collect in in mint condition in the box. No damage Barbie dolls. I have a lot. Um, I started collecting. When I was a kid, my mother and my grandmother would buy us all the all the girls Barbie dolls, the holiday collector ones, and it just started from there. So I pretty much have every holiday Barbie since the 1990s. <laughs> wow. Um, I am 27, and I still ask for a holiday Barbie every Christmas. <laughs> well, I know what to get you for Christmas now. Uh, my parents do, so don't. And plus, they're still they're expensive. They they can um. They range, they range around, um, for some reason they charge different prices for different ethnicity Barbies. I think that's kind of racist, but. A little bit. I, I, I don't know why they do that. I guess some ethnicities are less desirable. And again, that sounds really racist. So stop it, guys. Stop Mattel. <laughs> um, but I think it's around 60, 75 bucks for the one that I get. Because I like to get the Caucasian Barbie doll with the brown hair because I am Caucasian and I have brown hair. So, but there are some Barbie dolls where, because they sell out of the ones that have brown hair. Those are the first Barbies to go. I swear to God, they sell fast. And then if they they don't have those, I'll get the blonde Barbie dolls. But And then dye the hair brown. No, I don't take them out of the box, man. Mint. <laughs> but yeah. You know what's funny? There is a term for that. What? 
It's actually an acronym. What? NRFB. What's that? Never remove from box. Yes. Uh, all my Barbie dolls, except for one, is like that. I got a Barbie doll. It was a basketball Barbie doll, and I got it from my grandma, and I played with it. She's like, you weren't supposed to remove it from the box. And it was obviously a non-collectible Barbie doll. It was like a crappy one. You can tell. See? Okay. You can tell when a Barbie doll is supposed to be collected because the box will look nice. Okay? Yeah. If the box doesn't look nice, then it's, you know, I mean, you can still collect it. I mean, sometimes they make like rare ones or they don't make a lot of them and whatever. But I played with it, but then I put it back in the box and then I just glued the top back on. (laughs) So I still have the box for it and it's in the box, but it was technically taken out and played with. Um, oh yeah but i've collected some on the way um i've collected the basketball barbie one a campbell's suit barbie doll i like that one um i've collected the disney barbie dolls i have a lot of disney barbie dolls and some of them are worth 300 dollars plus so that's really cool i'll go to other antique shops and collection shops all the time and I'll see them with their Barbie dolls that I have, and they're selling them for a lot of money. So I'm like, yeah, but I'm keeping mine. <laughs> so I have a lot of Barbie dolls, and they're not with me. They're at my mother's house. I, I do not have a space for them. If maybe if I had shelving that wrapped around my room, maybe I would have enough space for them if I packed them out sideways. <laughs> But then you couldn't even see the Barbie dolls. (laughs) But yeah, I I will always collect Barbie dolls. I like them. I like them a lot. (laughs) Okay. Uh, How do you protect your collection? I keep them. I keep my Barbie dolls in um, green containers, storage containers. That's how I keep them. Okay. With mine... Pretty much all over all over my room. <laughs> so yours yours are a constant display. Yeah. Okay. And and Grant, I do play with them because it's one of the one of the other Transformers I have. He stands three feet tall. Oh wow! That one he's not in the garage right now because I really don't have a place for him right now. Uh huh. But he's also from the Headmasters collection. Nice. With that one, you can take the head off. It turns to another little Transformer. Then he has a head that turns to another little mini Transformer. It's Pretty interesting. That's cool. I had a I had a my life size Barbie doll. Uh, I don't think I kept it though. I wore that sucker out. We get we. You well, you're know, about the, it was awesome. you're about the right size for the dress. So <laughs> no, it was like, it was like you know the size of a kid. So it's like four foot or five foot. No, it'd be like four foot. Yeah, it would be like a four foot Barbie doll. And mm-hmm. uh, you could like change. You can like wear the Barbie doll's clothes, and then the Barbie doll can wear your clothes. It's like mm-hmm. really cool. I was obsessed with Barbie. Uh, <laughs> uh, most valuable or precious collectible you own um, it would probably be one of my Disney my Disney Barbies because uh, it was before because they still make Disney Barbie dolls but the Disney Barbie dolls look different if that makes any sense they look more cartoony now that okay. they make them, but back in the day, they weren't cartoony looking, and they actually looked like Barbie dolls. Okay. Oh, I also have a brave Barbie doll. I a like brave that one. one. Yeah, brave one from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a Disney store, and they're like, hey, we're selling these. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, we're discontinuing them. And they're like half off. And I'm like, give me one now. <laughs> 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 give me it now. And then they also had a Ursula one. But it was like this little skinny Barbie. And I said, Ursula ain't skinny. What what is what is what are you guys trying to do here? This is not right. So I didn't buy one of those. <laughs> Damn. Let's see. So definitely I would say one of my uh classic Disney Barbie dolls. Yeah. For me, it'd probably be a couple of my generation one Transformers. Like I said, the big one I have is he's called Fortress Maximus. And yeah, he's pretty much a, turns into a giant city. That sounds amazing. Uh, that one. And then I also have, uh, whenever Transformers was first coming out as live action, a whole toy mm-hmm. line came out. Uh, one of them was Bumblebee, that you never saw yeah. him in this vehicle form, which was a Cooper Mini. 
Uh-huh. Ever. This is before they actually yeah. said what he was going to be and all that. So, but that was like, hey, cool. Took it out of the box. It's sitting on my shelf with all the other Transformers. It's the only non-Generation 1 that I, like, one of three of them that are not Generation 1 that mm-hmm. I have. Comes with a little trailer with a little jet ski on it. Cool. Which turns into a jetpack form. Nice. That's really cool. But, yeah, with Fortress Maximus, years, over the years, I've lost the his handguns and stuff like that. Aww. Well, Grant, I got this when I was in, like, shit, when, how old was I? Probably in mid-late 80s. And back uh-huh. then, this little guy, this little three-foot guy was a little shorter than me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, yeah, this thing was, started looking back on, like, how much was this guy back then? Yeah, $150. That's crazy, which equals, like, 300 today dollars. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. but- it's like, that's crazy. Yeah, I lost a couple of the guns over time. But one of the things I lost for the longest time was the little tiny head. Because, unfortunately, when you have kid, kids and then they have little tiny little things that could swallow, which they yeah. don't have anymore. Because, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he got, that little head got lost years ago. Mm. Well, one of the things when I was going through at Alamo, one of the Alamo City Comic Cons I was at. Huh. They got a booth here. It's selling nothing but Transformers. And uh-huh. you know, I'm going to different, different cons. I'll ask them, like, hey, do you have the tiny head for Fortress Maximus? No, no, no. This one's like, yeah, I do. Really? What? And he's like, it's not the original one. I don't care. How- do you- can I see it? And like, he comes out a little tiny Ziploc <laughs> and little tiny head in there. Like, how much? $30. Pulled my wall. Just here you go. Here's 30 bucks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, because that is so. Yeah, cool. The thing with the old Headmaster series, when you put the heads in, there's a little plate on the chest. You open it up, and it has little graph. There's three little spring-loaded graph things in there that'll tell you what strength, intelligence, dexterity is. Oh, that is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your holy grail? One thing you'd like to own more than anything else. Ooh, that is a tough. That's one. a hard one. That's a hard one. Like, I'm super into collecting my Barbie dolls, but I'm not that super into it where I research which Barbie doll is worth more. <laughs> so, but what, what's your holy grail? My holy grail. Ooh, that depends on which thing, it, which collection thing I have. If you could, if you could have like any, 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 anything, like, what would you want? It? Oh man, that, that that is hard. That is very hard when it comes to all my little collectibles. It's really hard. I know with the Transformers, there's two. Uh huh. The original Megatron, because he turned into a little little pistol, and then also Omega Supreme. Nice. Because with that one, he turns into a little train that runs around, and he also is the rocket ship. That's awesome. Um, I think I would choose the Aladdin and Jasmine Barbie dolls that came out. Um, I think I have another Jasmine doll that I bought later in the years, but she didn't really look like Jasmine. Uh, when I was kids after the movie, they had Aladdin and Jasmine and they looked just like Aladdin and Jasmine and they had the outfits and everything and someone stole them from me. Oh. Yeah, and I was very, very upset that I did not have them and I couldn't get them back because the little girl said they were hers and, you know, her mom, you know, she's like, no, no, those, no, those, those are hers that, that, you know, she said those are her friends, you know, my daughter wouldn't lie. And my mom said, well, I don't remember you bringing your dolls over there. Yes. I was like, are you guys fucking serious? <laughs> I was like, are you guys serious? <laughs> I was so upset. I was so upset. And I even talked to my mom about it today and she said, I know, I, I should have I should have gotten them back. It's like you really just didn't want a confrontation. You didn't want to call her out saying she's a liar. But everyone makes mistakes. It's fine. But that's I, I would want that because I really love those dolls. Those are my favorite dolls. Yeah. But speaking of theft, I've had one stolen from me when I was, when I was really young, too, is uh, Soundwave. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Over the years, and granted, with my childhood, we moved almost every kindergarten, first, second, and third grade. We moved every year. Right. 
But through all my wonderful collecting abilities, I got it back. Nice. So he sits on the shelf now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What, in your opinion, do you think is the weirdest thing people collect? Oh, that is an interesting one right there. Sex toys. That is weird. I think the weirdest thing that people collect are things from your body. Mm. Like people collect toenail clippings and belly button fuzz. Ooh, I came across that while I was looking. I was like, I don't really want to look at this anymore. <laughs> yes. And it's, uh, I mean, the only people that I know do that, like I've heard of people doing, they have like mental disorders and I'm kind of like, why would you want to tell people you collect that, guys? <laughs> like, uh, no, no. Oh. Oh, my God. When I was a kid, uh, you know, they had the original My Little Pony, and I collected My Little Ponies, too. I have a couple. I, it is, <laughs> but I'm talking about the original ones, the real oh, ones. Oh, no, I have, I have and, the, the newest uh, ones. <laughs> no, I collected the original ones, and my great grandmother she collected them too for some reason, and she's like, "Oh, well, you can have them." I was like, "Oh, that's cool," and I was I was like so excited about them. But over the years, they just get lost. There's some collections that just get yeah. lost. I know that happened with um, uh, a couple of my Thundercats. Oh no! Yeah, one of them was my original Thunder Tank that got lost in the move over multiple times. Oh my god. I feel so sad. And then sad. there was my original Lion-O. <laughs> I was about to say, don't say lion Yeah, during the move. Um, yeah, an arm and a leg got broken. Dang, that sucks, man. Thundercats is legit. Oh, yeah. Aw, that sucks. It was also one of the weird things when you look at the TV show, the old cartoon, like, here's Cat Slayer. And then you saw the toy, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> in the 80s i see that and i'm like y'all who built it's not even this? the right color <laughs> mattel mattel what you doing over there who's who's dropping the shrooms and trying to build kids stuff and the whole time we were like fucking the kids won't know it's just pumping it out there it's just thundercats on yes and no and i don't think we did because like i look back at some stuff and i said that's that didn't look right <laughs> that that was not accurate why did my parents buy this for me? <laughs> what collections do you think have gotten out of hand with collectors and in price? Beanie Babies. There's something <laughs> that I have seen. Beanie Babies, I, I think that they got out of hand in like the early 2000 era time because people were really trying to sell them. Yeah. But there is something that's been flooded in the market because a show, they they just released like a remake of a show. So um, whenever you you know Castlevania, yeah. right? So whenever it came out, a bunch of Castlevania stuff has been flooding the market, and people are gobbling it up. Like video games for Castlevania. First of all, Castlevania Super NES has been amazing. It's always been amazing. It's always been a collectible. But now that the series on Netflix has come out. It is ridiculous. Like, people are just selling everything. They're selling their uh, GBA Castlevania. They're, you know, they're everything. And I'm like, guys, why you got to do this to me? Why do you got to overprice your stuff? I just want to buy it. Just let me buy it. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, stuff like that. And then Voltron, uh, they re-released that stuff. So I'm guessing their memorabilia has gone up. Um, Another one was uh, when Pokemon Go came out. Yes. Everything that was like the yes. old red and blue and yellow cartridges. Thank God I bought the ones I wanted before the prices started spiking because most of the time the games Dude, were like twenty, yeah. twenty-five dollars. Now they're closer right. to fifty and sixty. Oh yeah, no, I've been to a lot of conventions. We go to a lot of conventions and I go to a lot of anime ones, and they want like seventy or eighty dollars for like a gold Pokemon game, the yellow gold one, and I'm like Fuck y'all. I'm about to go to order, you know, go on eBay and spend $5 for a knockoff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. That's what I did as a present for someone. I'm like, they really like the OG Pokemon and they just got a Game Boy. So I'm going to buy them a knockoff. And it was like $5. Yeah. I said, like, some, like some of the ones I have, because now I have red, yellow, blue, and then I have gold and silver. Both of those, the uh-huh. gold one, I believe, is the U.S. one. 
the silver one is an import, which it's the exact same game over and over and over again, which yeah, I've, you play one, you play them all kind of thing. And with, but you got to catch them all. Yes, you do. But yeah, the main <laughs> reason I got the home, I started getting all the old cartridges was one of the only game I had for the longest time was the blue one. Because my yeah. friend back in high school. I think everyone. And then the Sapphire one. I think everyone had the Sapphire one. That is the one that I've seen so yeah. many times. Yeah, and the only reason I had the blue one was because my friend had the red one. We played. He had Game Boy Pocket. I had the original Game Boy. So, okay, we did that. Yeah. And then going through everything, which shout out to Game Over Video Games because I love some of the stuff they have there. They have a Black Fr- Black Friday event. All the time. Yes, they, I get I get their emails all the time. Or buy one get one free. Buy one get one fifty percent off. Oh, They're yeah, awesome. I am the crazy one that will get there at one in the morning, <laughs> pull a chair yeah. out, big old thermos full of coffee, and wait. Yes, and I've done this for a couple for a few years now, and I went from twelfth in line to fifth in line. Then this last year, I was second in line. Nice. <laughs> you go straight for those glass cabinets, guys. Yeah. Don't waste your time looking at the walls. No, go to the cabinet. Because with that one, yeah. up till 10 a.m., everything was 50, all the games were 50% off. Yep. So with that, that's when I picked up the yellow one. I also picked up a couple other games. I think one of them was Final Fantasy three for Super Nintendo. That's amazing. Yeah. And a couple other was like, because like, I made sure I went there the day before, like that Wednesday before, and made mm-hmm. a list. <laughs> That's amazing. Go there, That's like, amazing. hey, do you have this, this, this? Here's a list. Here's just, oh yeah, and they go there and snatch them all up and put them in a little in one of the little tote bags with your name on, like, so you can keep shopping around. Like, so I went there. And I think I spent like three hundred dollars, but I came out with a sack full of games. That's amazing. <laughs> that is so cool. Uh, I think that's it. I mean, do you know any other collections? Um, not really. Because there's so many. Yeah. There are so many, but I think like. A lot of collections deserve to be the price they are. Yeah. Final Fantasy. I will pay anything for Final Fantasy, but that's because I love Final Fantasy. And the reason they charge so much is because they're amazing games. Yes, they are. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we covered that. Um, how many Beanie Babies did you have or your fam had? And be honest, because everyone had them. <laughs> I had one. <laughs> I had a couple. I mean, okay, I had a couple. My siblings, we all had a couple. My grandmother was super into Beanie Babies. She thought one day she could get rich off of them. But again, she had all the crappy Beanie Babies. If you have the crappy Beanie Babies, they will still be crappy in 20 years, guys. And another thing is that Beanie Babies, unless you store them, like, they're going to get damaged. Yes. They're they're made out of cloth, guys. They're, they're, they're not improvable to... To water and moths, they will get damaged. Essentially, they. (laughs) I remember. Essentially, they are made of burlap outside and industrial waste on the inside. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) I remember one time I read an article, and uh, there was these people in the eighties that had a nineties. I'm sorry, there was people in the eighties who had a Beanie Baby collection, and in their divorce, they actually divided their Beanie Baby collection. Oh my god, I remember that story. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and they were just like the woman and the guy were just sitting on the ground with two piles of Beanie Babies. And they were there in the courtroom dividing the Beanie Babies. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, speaking of that article, I've been seeing a whole bunch of stuff going through Reddit where people in Florida are finding trying to find intricate ways to store all of their Amiibos. The little figures that Why? you put with the... With the Nintendo Switch and the Wii, Wii U. Yeah. That, you know what? That's a collectible that I think has gone out of hand. Because I know personally friends who collect them. And they're like 20 25 They can go up to $40 for a nice yeah. one. And they just sit on a shelf. Yeah. Like, I have a couple of them just because, hey, they look cool. And granted, they're ones that I like, which was I got the gold Mario. I got the 8-bit Mario. And um, Luna from... Mario Galaxy and Princess Zelda and Link. And yeah. Mainly because the only reason I have them is so I can have my own little character to play against if I can't find, if it comes like wake up in the middle of the night and can't play, I'll put on Smash Super Smash Brothers and hey, I'll play against all, <laughs> I'll throw all these guys into the game and just sit back and watch the game play itself sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
So what are they doing that's weird? How are they trying? Are they trying to display it weird? No, or? they're trying to store them so they don't get damaged and scattered across oh. the, the countryside. People are clear, yeah. are taking the, the trays out of their dishwasher, pulling the dishwasher out, storing them all in there, making sure the water valve is cut off, and then they're duct taping the whole thing shut and rebolting it back in. That's amazing. Same thing, they're doing the same thing with their washer and dryer. They're, anything that's can be sealed up, they're putting them in. And uh-huh. it's one of those things like, okay, you do realize those things are really flimsy and made of plastic and very thin metal. If it if it gets I mean, launched, it will explode like a piñata. <laughs> if they're looking for something to seal up, why can't they just get storage containers and then seal it up that way? Yeah. It's the same principle. And those things will float. Oh, I know. But these are – it's kind of the same thing like when you drive down like certain parts of Houston, you see this hoopty that looks like it's barely falling apart. It's falling apart. There's smoke coming out of the exhaust. Don't talk about my car. Don't talk about your car. Don't talk about talk my about car. about other cars. But then they put these like ten, <laughs> like couple thousand dollar spinners and all these big screens in and sounds like you could yes. use that money to get Why a guys? car. <laughs> Why, guys? <laughs> I love it when I see those rims and they have something that sticks out like five inches from it. And I said, why? Why are you doing that? Shin shin grinders. (laughs) That's what I call them. (laughs) Uh, But now we are going to go into our next category. Oh, yes. How technology can help you. Robot. That was my robot sound. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. But yeah, there's always like those simple things of eBay, Amazon, stuff like that, which there's see you go through eBay like every five minutes and I go through Amazon every five I, minutes. I, dude, I, I, when I was younger, I was like, eBay's a ripoff. I've heard so many bad things about it. Uh, I collect Super Nintendo video games. I keep forgetting about collections I do. Uh, <laughs> I collect, I collect and build current Gundams. Um, and then I collect Super Nintendo video games. And I, I love Nintendo. I'm a huge fan of Nintendo. I will never leave you, Nintendo. I will never, I will never betray you. No matter how many times I think you could do better as a company, I will always love you. <laughs> I will never betray you guys. <laughs> uh, but I buy, I buy a lot of, uh, Super Nintendo memorabilia and retro stuff. Um, the case that holds my Super Nintendo stuff is an original uh, Nintendo wall mount. So that was like 30, 30 something bucks. And it was pretty good condition. So, yeah. Um, that kind of reminds me of my collection as well, because I do have every uh, the everything from the Atari up to the PS3. Yeah. And granted, some of the old like ways I got the games, which... Not really. I'm not trying to collect them all. I'm just trying to collect all the ones that all my friends had when I was younger mm-hmm. that I never could get. And that's what I do too. So yeah. No- so now I have all of the ones that I've always wanted. I mean, that's the same thing. Different- yeah. But what I was leading into oh, yeah. before, like I had a total brain fart. <laughs> um, I get all my video games from eBay, and they're they're decent priced. Um, they're most of it's fair market value, you know, like they're around the really good stuff's around $50, sometimes 40. But there are a lot of vendors who you can haggle with, do deal combos with. Um, all my stuff is original. Um, but I, I would not mind buying a remake of Chrono Trigger and a remake of Earthbound. <laughs> Because those video games are ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> well, I do have Chrono Trigger as an import because I want to pay $150, for it for the Super oh, Nintendo yeah. one. Oh, yeah. No, um, for for like a mint condition, Earthbound, a mint condition Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo, you're talking about thousands. At least a thousand. Yeah. At least a thousand. Um, the video game for Chrono Trigger, um, it's like 100, 120 plus. Uh, all the booklets and stuff add a lot of value. Earthbound is the same, but Chrono Trigger. Earthbound, you see a lot of. Chrono Trigger is the one thing that you don't see a lot of in good condition. If I could have those two, yeah. I'd love to add those to my collection. Definitely, definitely. But eBay, I love eBay, guys. You're going to run into so many people. I I don't think I could do Craigslist. Yeah, that's it's shady. kind of creepy. I, I've bought, I bought um, gaming stuff. Uh, like gaming accessories from Craigslist, 
but I would always go with someone or make one of my guy friends go pick it up for me. Yeah. I've never gone by myself. I would never go by myself. People are weird. No, that's one of the good things like with uh, – I, I live out here in Sugar, the Sugarland. Mm-hmm. The Sugarland Police Department and the Missouri City Police Department offer this wonderful free service where you can have them, whoever you're buying off a of Craigslist or whatever, meet you at the police station and the cop will be present. That is so cool. So that way – in case something happens, hey, someone's either going to get arrested or shot. Must be nice living <laughs> in a nice white neighborhood. <laughs> that is some like hey, that is some like no, the- white white people privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the border, <laughs> but they offer it to anyone. I know, which is good good way to be safe. Yeah. Plus, I've met people at other random places, and with that, and you know, I. I do go armed, Mm -hmm. just in case. Mm -hmm. Because you never know what some of these crazy fuckers are like. I I totally agree with you on that. On that. I definitely do. Um, Well, that leads into our final category, the female perspective. Mm. Mm. The happy place. The female perspective, yes. Um, My female perspective on collections is that women should be surrounded by beautiful and pretty things. Um, the female perspective. Uh, I think that a lot of men, whenever you start collecting things, whenever you start collecting things that a lot of men collect, I think that they don't believe women know what they're talking about. I've had men try to overcharge me for stuff, um, especially when I'm in person. Online really helps me personally because they don't know who I am and I buy it and I haggle and I get a lot more of what I want. But in person... Because I'm a woman, I guess they think I don't know the true value of an object, and it's harder to get down to what I want. So that kind of sucks, you know. And again, it's not all men. It's you know, it's just what I've encountered. Um, but if you if you wanna if you wanna collect something, I think you should collect for it. You should you should go for it. You know, I'm not embarrassed to say I collect Barbie dolls. You would never have got a lot of people are like, you do what? Because <laughs> that's not something you would see me collecting. But just, you know, empower yourself and get what you want. Yes, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, I collect the typical stuff. Yeah, you collect, <laughs> you collect like the typical like overgrown man child stuff. <laughs> yes, because right now I'm looking at a Batman action figure right now that's standing above my recording studio desk i'm surprised you, along with i'm surprised you don't have more I, deadpool stuff ironically yeah no. i know that's like <laughs> thing. i'm like where's your deadpool stuff because like everyone has them <laughs> ironically i don't that's the weird thing like even you look in the background behind me you got i have all the little like plushes that i had which was i got the dalect i got a couple of charlie brown some pokemon I got the pillows that I have, which is uh, all the classic game stuff. I got a stack of board games over there. Above my desk, I got Batman, uh, Fluttershy. Awesome. <laughs> and a couple of Pokemon Finnegan. And then I have the Pokemon X mm-hmm. version of Charizard in his mega That form. is really cool. Uh, I have friends that always collected Deadpool stuff, and they get so pissed off when people are telling them, oh, I love, I love Deadpool. Oh, yeah, man, how long, how long have you been reading the comics? Oh, I don't read the comics. What? <laughs> then you're just a fan of the I movie. I know, and it's, it's, that. I think that's something that's oversaturated, Deadpool stuff. Yeah. Because it's like every guy in their 20s and 30s is obsessed with Deadpool now. Yeah, and kind of a funny thing, Deadpool is created by a woman. That is funny. I love that. Yes. I love that fact. And that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, but let's, um, wrapping up, uh, we are actually doing a benefit podcast pact. It is called the Harvey Pact, correct? Yes. And uh, we are doing it with more than 60 other podcasters. Some of the podcasting groups that are going to be on there, um, there's going to be some podcasts from Ming, from Comic Book Men, 
His podcast is going to be in the podcast pack. Uh, Kevin Smith nice. has been promoting this. Uh, we don't know for sure if he's going to, you know, be in one of the podcasts. Maybe Ming's, you know, we don't know. Uh, there's going to be a lot of influential people that are going to be on shows in the podcast packed. Um, we're, and this is all for Harvey victims. 25% of the proceeds that are donated are going to go to Houston podcasters that have suffered, whose houses got flooded, all that good stuff. Um, and then 75, the, you know, the remaining percentage is going to go to Harvey victims. So, yeah, I believe it's the yeah. Hurricane Harvey relief fund. Yes. And so, what you do is you donate $10 or more if you choose so. And you get all of these episodes in a zip file. So, all you listeners out there, if you want to listen to one of our episodes, because this is going to be an exclusive episode for the pact. You will not be able to get it anywhere. It's not going to be on our website. It is just for the Harvey Relief Pact. So, please go out there, donate. This is going to go for a great cause. You know, I personally know other podcasters who have been affected, and I'm donating money. <laughs> like, I already know what I'm, you know, <laughs> but I'm donating money for sure. I'm really excited to hear all of these podcasts. Same here as well. I know I'll be donating too. Definitely. Um, but again, we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, we are on iTunes, we are on Google Play, we are on so many social media platforms. Everything is at Dogfin, one word, D-O-G-F-I-N, radio. Yes. <laughs> and also, a couple of things, like we do have the WordPress site, which that's going to be hot linked to all of our social media platforms, so... Because, yeah, it's just too long to actually say all, spell everything out. <laughs> uh, find me on Twitter. I'm at Thirsty Erica. Um, John's Twitter is the main account at Dogfin Radio. So hit us up, send us questions, send us shout outs, send us anything you want to. We will take it like the garbage we are. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys. This is Thirsty. This is John. And this has been. Dog Fin Radio.